World Podcast, the podcast about freedom, capitalism, and latterly lockdown lunacy. Yep. And actually, we're back in my house. This is the first. Give me a hug. Give me uh, a hug. This is the first time. First time we've been back. I mean, we've been. You've March. been in my house. I mean, that, that's, yeah. Let's 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 be clear about that. Uh, but we haven't actually done a recording here for no. months. No, we did one in my house last week, but that was the first indoor one I think for a while where we weren't. Yeah. You know, in, in, in different houses using Zencaster and yeah. doing it online. Obviously, that, we, we that did, can be handier, can't it? Yeah, there is There are moments where it's just like, should we just quickly connect up and, and do that? Yeah, and obviously we had the outdoor ones uh, where we were kind of riding on our bikes and yeah. popping down for matters. But this is the first proper kind of podcast where we're s- sitting in our normal in chairs. In our chairs. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I've, I've made you a cup of tea. Thank you. And we're ready to go. So this is, uh, I want this to be another, another lockdown podcast, but not in the normal way. So I want, to, sure. I want us to tackle something that I don't think many people have tackled. Okay, good. And, and you can, so you, I want to talk about modelling. Um, not catwalk modelling, before you, before you say it. Nice blue steel there. Yeah. Um, and uh, Oh, well, you're talking agent, Ferguson style. Agent-based modelling. You're doing data modelling. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Specific, um, specifically agent-based modelling, where you've got these little... Define agent-based modelling. So agent, but you've got these little agents. Um, Secret agents. Imagine, imagine like a computer game, um, uh, like you know, like a syndicate or so. Or, or that's, that's probably too... <laughs> you're doing this for our audience, okay? I know you're talking to me. Okay, World of Warcraft, um, where you've got all these like little NPCs and they go wandering NPCs. around. NPCs? Non-player characters. <laughs> You've got to assume people don't get this stuff. (laughs) So you've got this computer model where they've got lots of these little agents, these little characters who go around doing their business and you can program them to do different things. They abide their lives by a series of programmed rules. Yeah, um, and uh, this modelling was used, I mean it's been used for a bunch of different things in the past. There was a guy called, I think it's Robert Glass, uh, who was... working for an American company who did kind of defense contracts and stuff. And he was, he was working on modeling to do with like keeping water clean and, and, and that kind of thing. Um, and, and he, I want to talk about him and his family because this is all about the origins of agent-based modeling okay. for pandemics. Right, so you're doing a modeling origin story and the specifics here because I think people would understand that people have heard the term model or computer model. I mean, you can, you, know, you can do a model in Excel of something. Even just taking a very basic series of data or a couple of series of data, you can create a model. And that you can use to predict what's going to happen next for something. And a computer model takes that a step further because it normally would involve a more complex algorithm rather than just a series of formula, there would be a, a level of iteration, for example. But what you're talking about is a step further than that, where you, you literally program like individual entities to interact based on a series of variables. Yeah, and that's what you mean by agent-based modeling. Yeah, you program these little agents and, and they can be they can be children, they can be adults, and they can be in different jobs. And depending on what they do, they'll interact in different ways, and they'll spend different amounts of time in different in different places. Uh, and you can you can model behaviours, and you can. Uh, it's behaviour modelling of a populace in this case. Yeah, and, and and it was you know it was used for 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 a number of things in the past, but the and you I don't know whether you want to get any Scotch 
ready for this. Oh God. Because um, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure whether this is going to make you laugh or, or cry. I'll stick to my teeth for now and we'll see. Um, but the, the origins of using this uh, for, for kind of disease control yeah. come from a 14-year-old school project. <laughs> you see, I, well, I have heard this. Back in 2006, I think. Which is not even that long ago. No. No, but it, so it was this, um, it was Laura Glass, the, the daughter of uh, this other Robert Glass. Wasn't uh, it like a high school project or something? It was a high school project. So she was, she was entering into this science fair um, and uh, she, you know, her dad was kind of doing this modelling and sh- she thought, well, hang on, why, why, don't, why don't I kind of take, take my dad's modelling and, and kind of use it in a different way? What about if there was like an infectious disease that hit a small town um, why don't we do some modelling there? And her idea was that kids transmit everything. Uh, therefore, you shut the schools and you stop the spread of disease. So she, she create, they kind of created this model in a, like a small town of 10,000 people. And they worked out <laughs> that if you, if you left everyone alone, then 5,000 people would be infected with this infectious disease after like a month or whatever. Um, but if you shut all the schools, only 500 people would get infected. That sounds familiar. And, you know, this, this, this is her model. And she entered it into the science fair, and she came third. But even before... She didn't even win it! <laughs> but even, this even, isn't even a winning model! Even, even before then, uh, her, her dad was, was working in Sandia, I think. The, 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 like what the, was his original model? For she's decided to do this for infectious disease. Or yeah, his, his was something about like water cleanliness, I think, and, and kind of you know infecting streams and rivers and that kind of thing. Because you can use these models for all sorts of different. Of things. course, um, but and but they had they were getting. So his were probably more pollution. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so his company was contacted by I think <clears throat> must have been the Bush administration at the time. Yeah. Um, they were worried about chemical warfare. Uh, and you know, kind of infectious diseases being you know, kind of flooded among the population, and they were kind of asked about you know, have, has, have you ever you know looked at kind of modelling you know with this kind of thing? And he's like, oh, 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 my daughter and I are writing a paper on this. This is even before she won the won the competition. My, my daughter and I are writing a paper on this. Have a look at this. You know, have a look at these models, and uh, they kind of they, they kind of finished the paper. They what they did was they, I think for the previous fifty years. They kind of used these models uh, on previous pandemics, and said, "Yeah, yeah. If you'd used, if you'd had lockdown then, then so few people would have would have oh done this." Oh my god! So literally, all they did was take the numbers of, of what had actually happened, and they said, and yeah, retrospectively if, said, "Yeah, if you'd if you'd, if you'd had if you'd had a lockdown earlier on, it would have been a tenth of blah 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 blah." And and for, for fifty years, they sort of said, "Yeah, look look at all the people have died because we haven't been shutting down schools and all and all that kind of thing." Um, and even, I mean, it, it wasn't as bad in the Bush administration. Like, so they, they, they were kind of they were talking about shutting down schools, but it was like seen as like a last resort. Um, and yeah. it wasn't anywhere near the, the kind of the, the lockdown that we've had the world over. Um, but it's yeah, it's a it's a, a young girls' school project. That's that's the reason for that everyone's locking everything. And it's completely un, it's completely untested. You know, epidemiologists at the time were saying this is ridiculous. We, all, what you need to do is you need to treat people who, who get the disease um, you need to protect the vulnerable you need to let everybody else um, kind of interact it. to get herd immunity until there's a vaccine um, and you know that's how you kind of you build you know build your own immune system is by kind of interacting with people um, and you don't shut down the economy etc 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 so there were, there were lots of people against it at the time but it was just kind of you know kind of in the background they they had a plan apparently for I think for H1N1 yes but they obviously never needed it which is Spanish um, flu H one N one, yeah. 
I thought that was the bird flu. Well, no, there's H5N1. There you go, see. The, the H1N1 is Spanish flu. Right. And that did rear itself up um, 10 plus years ago. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, whichever one it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think I've got the numbers right. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they had a plan for that, but obviously they didn't, they didn't need it. And it was kind of shelved and then kind of brought, brought out again for coronavirus. Um, it's just and is, and awful. From your research, do you know if um, Neil Ferguson based his modelling on that? Is that on the principles? Right. On, on, on the principles. So it was originally shutting down the school. And they were asking questions like, well, can kids learn at home? Yes. Oh, therefore, we will shut all schools. Um, <laughs> and then, then so it was, simple. And then it was, no, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what it was. And people were saying there was, you know, people say, were saying, ah, oh, this is, a, it's like a eureka moment. We've kind of discovered this new way to, to, to treat infectious diseases. And they started just kind of extrapolating and expanding it out. Okay, what, what about can people work from home? Yeah, of course people can work from home. Right, okay, shut, shut, down, shut down businesses as well then and make, you know, force people to stay inside. Uh, you know, the more we do, the more we do these authoritarian kind of lockdowns and quarantines, the more we will save lives without thinking. And, and you know, something I've missed, the, the economic models around what happens when you shut down an economy. And, you know, well, what economic models when you shut down the economy? Exactly. Find me one. Yeah. They, they, they just don't exist. Um, they're, all they're doing, they, this is like kind of Hazlitt's number one lesson. They're just focusing on one thing. Yeah. Uh, and not looking at the bigger picture and thinking, okay, the economy shuts down, we can no longer pay for healthcare. How many more people are going to die? Or what's going to happen when people are shut inside their houses and they're going to stir crazy? And... I mean, well, where, where do you start? I mean, and, and all, the, all these, you know, the agents and the models, it can't, it can't be stressed enough how basic these, these models are. must be, yeah. Um, you know, just, just operating on kind of binary choices all the time. Um, and and, and, and the, the, the crazy thing is that the, the, the models that they're using, uh, they, they treat school children as being... You know these like kind of hundreds of little kind of typhoid Marys running yeah. around all the time, when all the evidence suggests with coronavirus that so they don't transmit it at all. There's no evidence yes. that a single child has transmitted it to a single adult. There's, there's no evidence at all. I think there's something like forty-seven studies show that. Or yes, it's like a crazy it's a, amount. Yes. As I say, where do you start? Where do you start with that? Um, I, I suppose I almost thought it was a joke when I when I because I kind of heard I heard about it. And, and then I did a bit of research, and it's quite hard to find research. Nobody's really touching this. I've managed to find a couple of kind of articles where people have kind of, you know, have looked into it and looked into the history, but it's not easy to come by. You know, people should be, particularly on like lockdown skeptics and stuff, people should be kind of shouting about this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the model is bad, is the, um, is the general perceived wisdom amongst the lockdown skeptic. Um, but I do think going into the, the fundamental foundations of it and why is important. I think there's, I mean, there's obviously uh, an anti-state angle that we can take here very easily, and it's why oh why oh why did people in these positions of authority just blink and go, yes, that makes perfect sense. To to say that you've proved that you would have saved lives in the past had only you done this is is crazy. If, if that's how they bought into it, um, based on a series of assumptions that are unproven, they're still unproven right now, even though we've gone through this. In fact, I, I, they're I, disproven. I, I was going to say, I don't think, I don't think unproven no, is strong enough. They've been disproved. They've been disproved. Yeah. 
And the, the fundamental part of any computer model is that you should be able to go back, put real data in, and have it get to the same point you're at now. And yeah, this is what I've been saying all along about, about the, the Ferguson model with regards to all of the countries, let alone just the UK or Sweden or whatever, that have run this model, is halfway through, you should be able to put the same data in and go, so does it still work? Um, or you should at least be able to create a feedback mechanism that makes the model better <laughs> during the course of its use. Um, none of that has happened. Uh, if you look at the graph of Sweden, and again, it's doing the rounds now because it's basically over. Um, you know, the, the graph is a is hundred times higher for the do-nothing approach. <laughs> Let alone it's about 50 times higher for the do-a-few-things approach. The, the line's barely visible at all for what has actually happened, which is closer to the do something in this. Well, I think I think the number of the number of deaths without lockdown was fewer than predicted with a lockdown, wasn't it? It's, By it's, some it's, margin, it's, it's been daft. And the um, the other thing is the timescale over it. Um, we're supposed to be like right in the middle of this massive, massive peak right now, and it's. it's, it's all over, all over but I mean, and, and they've been yeah. People like Ferguson have been modelling for years badly. Yeah, um, and it, it doesn't appear that he's but, ever but, looked. He doesn't appear that he's ever looked at the existing things he's modelled and thought, right, I didn't get this wrong. I didn't get this right. Here's a feedback. Feedback. But the people in charge have just just taken it hook, line, and sinker. But, it, but I mean, you, you're talking about doing that now. I mean, it, it should have been done in, in all the other That's scales. That's what I'm saying. Back then, Bush administration or whoever else, and anyone since who's ever looked at this, how, have, how are there even senior scientists? But again, is it because they are senior scientists in the administration? You know, we have a chief medical officer and a chief scientific officer and all this kind of stuff. Is that... It's the only reason they're there, politics, even though they swear blind, they don't want anything to do with politics. You know, like a civil servant says, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just here, I'm just doing my duty. Um, how, how are they not using basic scientific principles, let alone a bit of common sense, to say, if you're, gonna, if you're going to uh, produce a policy that is so radical, so sweeping in what it's going to do, and you're just going to say, it just works. It just works. Trust, trust me, it works. But it's the, 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 thing, the things that it enacts are so draconian, so damaging, potentially damaging, that anyone can see that, can't they? But it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit like socialism in that it appears to work without much thought. If you don't think about it too much, you know, you've got... What, what, if, what, what, if, what if everybody points in the same direction and, and works towards a common yes, goal? Yes, you're right. You're that, right. That, 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 of course socialism. that will work. And it's the same thing. Well, if people just stay away from each other, they're not going to infect anyone. Therefore, so we'll just tell going, people to stay away from each other. We're going to force people to stay away from each other. It's as basic as that. Yes. But you can you could prove that. But this is state people again because of those beliefs just took it as, as of course it's possible. But why isn't, so what I want to know is why isn't Neil Ferguson and, and his cronies, why aren't they getting scrutinised? And, you know, after a couple of weeks when he had his models and, he's, and he said, right, okay, we think there are going to be 250,000 deaths or whatever, you don't do anything. Okay, now we've done the lockdown. 
what what does the lockdown show? What does your model show that the lockdown is going to do? Oh, actually, it showed this. Well, that's completely that's completely wrong. So yeah. go away and make changes to your model. Yeah, uh, and, and, then, and then we'll rerun it again, and then we'll try the next two weeks, and after that, we can prove that you actually don't know what you're doing at all. Yeah, um, because you can't yeah. predict, you can't predict anything. You know, after yes. how many iterations yes. do you need to do? How many weekly or two weekly iterations do you need to do before you say actually it was so wrong? Not not yeah. only has your model been wrong every single time, but all the changes you've made have not made it any more accurate either. Yes. But what have we done? We've run the same model again for the winter. And now the headlines are 200,000 will die if we don't lock down in the winter. And it's just nonsense. But they've got the media on their side. They've obviously got the whole of government on their side. They've got the whole of the opposition on their side. There, there is no opposition to this other than a tiny, tiny minority. So we're screwed. Once again, we're screwed. You, 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 this is black pill territory again, and you're not, you're not making me feel any better. I told you, you're going to this is scotch. completely, and you know, this is this is the state is bad. I, I must admit, I, I like your link with socialism, and I, I like, it's not that we're always trying to link things with socialism, but the concept of people will want to do this, or people will do as they're told, or, or all of that. It's the, it's the concept that... I love that. If, if there's, there's a myth, uh, and I, again, I don't think it's... But a, it's the planned economy. That's yeah. what it is. But the, 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 the myth is that if, if something, if people voluntarily doing, doing one thing is good, then the next best thing is to force them to do it. That, yes. That's, you know, p- forcing people to do what would be good voluntarily is yeah. better than letting people do whatever they want voluntarily. That's the myth. Yeah, because the and danger that, is that, that they might to, not all do it. And that needs to be absolutely dispelled. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, that's, that's never worked. Um, but it, it is, I mean, I, I used to say that the closest thing that we've ever seen to a planned economy is the health service. And look how bad that is. But we obviously have had the closest thing to a planned economy, a closer thing to a planned economy right now, which is the shutting down of about 90% of the economy. Yeah, uh, so you know, you know, you would, you know, you've been calling us is it the great, not the great depression, the great suppression. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's out the window now. You've been trumped, I'm afraid. Oh, tell me, pandemic, pandemic. Yeah, that's been around for ages. I've only just heard that. That's brilliant. You're joking, no, really? That's brilliant. That's, that, that describes it perfectly. Plan, plan. Yeah, that's been around since the word go. I've not used it because I just it sounds too conspiratorial for me. No, I think that's I think that's perfect because because that's that's what's killing that's what's killing everybody at the moment. But pandemic is too many plans. It's getting everywhere. Everything's being planned. The economy's being planned. Schools right. being planned. I see. I read pandemic as this has been planned. No, 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 in no, no, no. As in, as in planned economy. That's that. That's where I've, I've heard oh, it used. Right. Okay. I'm not sure that was right at the beginning, when it's you know, when deaths are on the rise or whatever. Pandemic. I, I, I heard as ah, okay. as a conspiracy theory. No, I've, I've just I've just heard it. People were talking about the, the danger of the planned economy. And we're suffering right. from the, the, the effects of a pandemic. Okay, I, I, I get. I, I, quite, get I quite. I quite. I like that kind of that kind of play on words. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can sham, still we can still call it. We, there's all sorts of. There's been a lot of those. We can. Yeah, that's that's a that's a little bit cringeworthy. But uh, you see, the, the the great suppression is a, is about the suppression of of the people and and the businesses. I mean, that's that's what it is. Uh, at, at, let alone it doesn't run the pandemic, though. whatever. It, it reminds me of Great Depression, Abby. If I had to explain that to no, you, I'd... <laughs> but it's, it's. I'm not sure it ever actually qualified as a pandemic. Um, did it? 
Yeah. I'm not sure. Like, it's not... I don't know how many countries it needs to be a pandemic. It's not anymore, but it was. It was an epidemic. But even then, the, the definition of epidemic is the number of infections has got to be so, pretty, pretty high. They're not as high as you would think. Mm. So epidemics and pandemics, you would think, would, would have to affect like the majority of people or whatever. Well, so right now, it's not an epidemic, okay? What the levels we're right, at is not an epidemic but yet. The there levels, are draconian measures in place. The levels for all these things, the level for yeah. getting to a pandemic is... Far, I can't remember off the it's like a percent it is. or something, isn't it? Yeah. But it's far lower than you would ever imagine. So the, yeah. the bar isn't high for reaching a pandemic. Yeah. Um, that's right. not some, you know, yeah. life-threatening but thing the point for is, everybody. We are, we are below the level of pan or epidemic. I didn't realise we were below epidemic. Oh, completely. I knew we were below pandemic. Completely. Um, and so, in, yeah, because epidemic is just about, just about this country, just about this area. Yeah. Uh, so we are below, we're below epidemic. We've been below epidemic for some time. And so the masks wearing has started after, you know, while, while we are not at epidemic stage. And so the concept of preventing an epidemic, it's like, it, I, this is a difficult one, isn't it? Because it's like, of course, are, you, are you against preventing epidemics? <laughs> but again, you look at what has always been done in the past, and that is you treat the sick, you protect the vulnerable, all the things you said earlier. Um, you don't live in a perpetual state of preventing an epidemic is that the right way of putting it it's you know you obviously we could all be doing things that would seem to prevent it staying well, we in could, our houses we, we could all live like howard hughes couldn't yes we? That, that's what i'm getting at that's what i'm getting at um but a lot of the things that a lot of the measures they talk about anyway are are actually bad for you Staying away from other people, as you said, the, the the epidemiologists who were originally saying this isn't a good model, um, a good a good methodology, um, are right in saying that you know your immune system needs to deal with pathogens, otherwise it won't get very good, uh, and so we need to be um, close to to each other. We need to be picking up bugs and dealing with them, picking up other coronaviruses. And, yeah. and that kind of thing you know there, there, there's evidence to suggest that if you've had you know some of the strains of the common cold that that will provide immunity yep. for the current coronavirus yep. but if you stay in your little kind of hematically sealed box Bubble. um you're not going to get any of that and your immune system is going to be rubbish yeah so the long-term effect is that actually you're more likely to have a, a, a horrible strain of something well okay so it's like it's like peanut allergies you know they, they, they yes. you know so 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 schools now so schools in the past would ban peanuts if a child in the classroom had a peanut allergy, okay, fair. I can, I can understand that. I can, I can, I can understand that. Um, I still, I still don't think it's ideal. I, now it's know. just a blanket. But ban. now, now they're a blanket ban on yeah. peanuts in case somebody picks up a peanut allergy. Since these bans have been in place, allergies like this, more yeah. people have been picking yeah. up peanut allergies because they're not exposed to peanuts. Yeah. Well, so, and it's um, fearful parents. This is again. This is that safetyism culture. Fearful pa- parents who won't give their children peanuts or anything with peanuts in early in their life for fear that they were born with a peanut allergy. And what it does is have them develop a peanut allergy by them not giving it. I remember early on giving our kids like peanut butter and stuff like that. Before you, before you give them a peanut they can choke on, you know. You're give, giving them stuff with peanuts in. And, uh, and, and knowing this and going... They're, they're, these these kids are not having this. They're certainly not picked it up from us. None of us are allergic. Um, and I'm gonna. Well, I remember the first time. I was like, we're giving them this stuff. Just, just you know, let's just be on standby for the next ten minutes. But we're talking, you know, under one. Yeah. Uh, and it's like peanuts. Fine. 
There we go, move on. That's it. Now, peanuts are in their life, that's it. I remember throwing peanuts up in the air and catching them in my mouth when I was like a little lad. <laughs> yeah. And getting, getting told off for it because like, you, yeah, you, you, because my gullet wasn't big enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that, that, yeah. No, then that's fair that, that was the, that was the, that were the only peanut warnings that I ever had. Um, yeah. And I still did it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. The, the modelling thing is, I mean, we haven't talked about it for a while um, because it's not really been, I suppose it yeah, popped up in the news again recently with the whole 200,000 deaths in the winter or whatever and and i and again on our last edition i was spinning out my my negativity for the next you know however many years for it um but i just still get astounded by the fact that the people in these positions about I, I suppose i shouldn't be surprised we we already accept that these people are morons they are not more intelligent for being there they're not more skilled they're not more ex- expert when they're in these positions of power. Yeah, I'm and not sure. And they're the ones... I, I think some are morons, some are just power-hungry. Oh, yes. Well, I think you've all, they've all got to be power-hungry to a greater or lesser degree, to some extent, oh, to yes, be in those they're, positions. They're all, they're all, there's, there's quite a high bar of, of power-hungriness, but yes. they're not all dying Abbott. No. No. Um, but and I'm not, sure what, I'm not sure what's worse. I'm not sure what's worse, having someone like Diane Abbott in power or someone like, I don't know... Ed Miliband, who would you know. right? So this is, but this is back to the game we played with um, uh, with Dan, isn't it? Was it dangerous or? I mean, they're, they're both stupid. dangerous, but who's more dangerous? The, the 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 dummy who's in charge, or the you know the highly intelligent, high functioning sociopath? We've clearly had them, but yeah, it's 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 difficult because because I mean Diane Abbott. Imagine her as Home Secretary. Imagine this. Imagine the the, the, the so, state of right. Okay. What's what's worse? What, which one's Boris? Or describe Boris in your words. So I, I I know you, I know you and I disagree slightly on what makes someone intelligent. <laughs> but I would I would suggest that Boris is very intelligent. Um, I think he's completely wrong, but I think he's clever. In in all you know in almost all measurable tests he would he would score very highly. Yeah. Um, I know you. You know, we could talk about things like emotional intelligence and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think in, in basically everything, he's a very well, and having real-world practical experience in things. For example, I, I don't think that's necessarily intelligence. No, I, I agree. That, I agree with you. That's. I mean, does that's probably worth more? Which is why lots they of these politicians, they, they, yeah, they like like school, like school teachers, they've never lived in the real world. Yes, and they've got no experience in the real anyway. life. Yeah, I mean, you could tell the good teachers, couldn't you, when you were growing up. Yeah. Were the ones who had proper jobs beforehand. They were just it was like night and day. I tell you, at senior school, but yeah, particularly. But I remember even kid, even as a, as a as a junior teacher having you know, kind of teachers who were you know who I just liked, and you find out later on that okay, yeah, he'd been such and such for, for years beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see? Um, go back to politicians. Did you see Steve Baker's tweet? Did that appear? Oh, none of us saw this. Feet. None of us saw this coming, or none of us predicted this. No, we never thought it would be this bad. Yeah. None of you, maybe. And this yeah, is it was like none of us thought it would be. What wasn't it? it? None of us could have possibly foreseen the impact on the economy, whatever. But this is a guy who is on, to, to, for one of a term, the libertarian wing. See, this is this this is another reason why I'm, I'm kind of steering away from the word libertarian because it's <laughs> not it's not an absolute, and therefore the, the term lib libertarian like liberal like all these terms anything that isn't an absolute will move with the Overton window um, yeah so 
you know, the, 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 the more status that, that people get and politicians get, the, you know, the lower the bar is for becoming a libertarian. That's the only reason yeah. he's, he's, he's classed as a libertarian is because everybody else is Stalin. So, you know, he... he <laughs> In he, relative he, terms. You know, he, he, he talked about having something like 35% of GDP being in tax, remember? Do you remember I do. And, I and saw him. I was, I was as close to you as I am as him. And there's he, nothing libertarian about that at all. No. Um, so he might be slightly more liberal than his Tory colleagues, but that's it. That does not a libertarian make. Right. Hold, hold that. Have we got? Have you got anything more on on modelling? Because I think we should keep this one focused on. No, I, I, I can, I can rant forever about politicians and how. That's that's are. why I'm reining you in because we should probably save that for another one. Um, any, anything more, any other interesting facts? Um, I mean, obviously there are other computer models out there that are not agent-based in the same way, like climate models. Now, obviously they do have... Um, That's a whole other podcast. If you, if, you, if, you, if, you, yeah. if you want to talk about that, I think we should probably do that on another one. But I just wanted to distinguish the difference between agents in terms of simulating people and behaviour, because what you've been talking about here is behaviour modelling. Sure. Which you can very, very quite you know, really easily look back and see whether or not people did conform to the behaviours they thought they would. I mean, this should be a really easy one. Well, that's what to I mean. Test. That's what I mean. You should be testing the behaviours every yeah. week and saying, "Are people yeah. doing what I think they're doing?" Yeah. Um, but climate models are, are different because they're not involving. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, when 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 are the agent-based models for climate change going to come in? When people say, "Right, okay, if we ban cars, this is going to happen," <sighs> and if we do that, you're right. Five years? You're right. Or, You're or right. sooner? No, sooner. Absolutely sooner. If we ban cars, if we ban, if we ban petrol engines, if we ban diesel, if we do this... <sighs> You're right. This is going to happen. Behaviour modelling for climate is next. That's my, that's, that's my prediction. Behaviour modelling for everything. In that way. Here's a, here's a computer model. And, unless... Here's me being more positive. Unless there's a backlash against models, so is it could could this model in could this model actually in you know the fact that it's been rubbish and and completely disproven could that be a good thing? So could it have saved us from all this other based modelling in the future? Is that a, is that a, a it's a horrible bill? thing to happen? Well, like as, as I say to people when um, there's a uh, there's something positive comes out of having been in this lockdown for me personally is I then just feel very guilty about all the people that will have died as a result of the lockdown. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh this on a horrible statistic for you, okay? And that is and that is that more children in Kent have committed suicide because they couldn't cope with the lockdown than died of COVID nineteen in the entire country. So I don't think there are any silver linings to this personally because those are tragedies that's it's, it's just horrible isn't it um yeah and that's that's a, that's an actual stat now we don't have the full stats for the whole country yet but more children in kent alone it's horrible and that uh, that one needs to be hung around the necks of people like Neil Ferguson for, yeah. with these models and, and anybody who tell me you didn't put the, the suicide stuff in your agent based modelling yeah and anybody anybody who is pro lockdown and pro you know enforced quarantine this is this is on you yeah this is absolutely on you we, yeah, we, we've been saying I mean, you and I have been from saying since, since the absolute beginning that if it was bad enough to need people going into quarantine they'd go into quarantine anyway yeah you know, totally. if, if it was bad enough, people would do it voluntarily. There is absolutely no yeah. need to force this kind of thing. Yeah, that is just shocking. 
Agreed. Or well, sorry to end it on a shocking statistic, but I think just to put it into context about how bad this model was, it got that so fundamentally wrong. Because one imagines, and they only, they only had the total numbers, didn't they? But they're not. They didn't not, say the number not. of children. They never broke it down. I don't know whether the model ever did break it down into well, this many children, this many people aged up to forty, this many people, you know, in old age. No, I, I don't think it's. I, th I think it's. I think it's sophisticated <coughs> enough to to determine or to to suggest that some people are more infectious than others, but it's got it completely the wrong way. So it treats children yes. as being highly infectious and adults, and adults being slightly less so. Yeah. Um, they're just wrong. But they don't, they don't model on things like suicides or the no. economy no. or people getting depressed or dying of uh, you know, malnutrition. Undiagnosed cancers, or, heart disease yeah, and, and all the know. other things. Yeah. Well, it's depressing, but that's what it is. So I think we should leave it there. Thank you for listening and watching this edition of Sounding Board. We'll try and make the next one a little bit more entertaining, maybe. But that's computer models for you. Please share, please rate, review, and we'll see you next time.